Hi everyone, welcome to a daily dose of orange juice. My name is Leslie Green and I am a bilateral below the knee amputee. This podcast exists to try and give my perspective on issues that occur in the life of an amputee. The information that I give does not reflect the opinion of any groups that I am associated with and they're my thoughts alone. Well, welcome to November. And I know we're on the 8th of it, but I haven't done a topic related to diabetes awareness yet for the podcast. And November is a month dedicated to just that, becoming aware of what it means to live with diabetes, the reality of it, and the myth of it. So in the same way that my hope is to change the experience of amputees, I'd like to be able to hopefully have some influence on changing the experience of individuals who've gone through amputation who live with diabetes, because many times that combination can be one that leads individuals into a real blame and shame kind of game over their limb loss, and that doesn't do anyone any good. I often tell individuals who are amputees who live with diabetes, you know, that prosthetic was only built to carry so much weight. And the extra weight of blaming yourself or carrying shame by thinking you've caused this or brought this on your own just isn't going to be a healthy way to ambulate. So in this vein, I'm gonna try and give out some ideas about how do you stay positive while you live with an amputation and with diabetes. And I think one of the biggest things is that when the going gets tough, learning how to adapt and find balance is gonna make you stronger than ever before and help you be more resilient. I am an individual who lives with diabetes as well. And if you're anything like me, there have been times when I've gone in for my A1C and saw the numbers and man, I was just bummed. So the question is, what do you do when you have those moments? What do you, do you see it as a setback? And you know, you get bummed out, you despair, you feel depressed, or do you flip the coin and you look at what you really have been doing well? You know, because truth be told, even if the numbers aren't reflecting and cooperating with what you think you've been doing well, you likely have been doing things better if you've been intentional about it. So resiliency. People talk, throw this term around all the time and I'll tell you what I don't think it is. I don't think it is being relentlessly sunny. It's also not something you're born with. You're not born with resiliency, like you are that personal characteristic of being an optimistic person. You develop resiliency from bouncing back from really difficult things in your life. And it's something that anyone can learn. You know what, and it's really something I think that's useful when you're dealing with something that is chronic. And to be honest, having amputations even though that's not a disease, it's a chronic condition, and so is having diabetes. 
let's not fool anyone. Diabetes is something that's emotionally challenging. And you are going to have times when you feel discouraged and when you're burned out from taking care of it. But being resilient is what happens when you have the confidence to cope with the situation and not let discouragement derail you. So you're probably thinking, oh, great. Okay, I wasn't born with resilience. Well, how do I build it? And I think it's just as simple as taking a moment each day to be positive, to focus on what you're doing right. We often run a tape in our heads of what we're doing wrong and what's negative. So right now, stop. What's something that you've done for yourself today? Did you go for a walk? Did you eat a good breakfast? Did you take your medications? Did you do the things you needed to do to be responsible in managing this disease? Don't be afraid to give yourself an add a girl or add a boy. COVID patch your own back, right? And if you do that, you're gonna find out that's not so hard. So here are a couple other things to think about. Dealing with life as an individual who's ampu- had an amputation and who has diabetes, you've got to find a way to play to your strengths, right? So that's what they tell all the athletes, especially tennis players. Don't play their game, play yours. So make lists of all the skills that it takes to be good at managing your diabetes. Be proud of what those are. Look for your superpower. I know mine is humor. And I look for things to help keep me lighthearted. That's one of my strengths. And if I can stay lighthearted, I can face just about anything. I might actually look for um, things that deal with serious topics in a lighthearted fashion. Laughter is one way I find to make my life look less daunting. If you're a spiritual person, Take time to write down what you're thankful for. Those of you who are receiving my emails, you know that November is the month that I've dedicated to gratitude. And gratitude bolsters happiness, self-esteem, and it's a stress reducer, which also affects your diabetes. Here's another one that we talked about as a group, one of the groups that I run. Watching what you say. Because language is powerful. We know this. We know that it takes, you know, a hundred at a girl or at a boys for every one negative thing. And if those are coming from externally and it takes that many to replace it, then those internal tapes that we play are even harder to erase. We use the word control a lot in diabetes, which means that you have total control of your blood sugar. That is so not even true. And so that whole piece about control makes it judgmental because when your numbers aren't looking good, then you start to feel bad about yourself, which makes it harder to be resilient in the situation. But instead of using, I've got good control, because how do you have control over anything in your autonomic system, right? Talk about managing. Use resilience bolstering language. Instead of telling yourself that, you know, eating right or exercising are things you have to do, which means somebody else is in charge, 
embrace them as choice. Rather than thinking of yourself as a patient, which can be a real passive, helpless situation, think of yourself as a client because you're the one making the choice over who's on your team and what your plans look like. Think of yourself as a partner. As a former teacher, I know how much I talk to my students about their report cards before I handed them out. I want you to think about your A1C, not as a pass-fail or a grading system. It's data. It's not personal judgment. So think about that. And don't, you know, if you've got a physician or um, an educator who's working with you and they're not approaching it from that standpoint, stand up for yourself and be willing to say, hang on for a second. This isn't the whole of me. This is a set of data points that reflect things going on inside of me and in my life. Let's talk about those and see how we manage that better. You know, I'm going to tell you that above all, living as a person who has diabetes, I know how important it is, and I'm going to pass this tip on, take time for you. What refreshes you? You know, I'm a person who gets good energy from being with people. Some people like to be out in nature. Some people like to be serving others. But here's another thing to make sure that you are just making note of for yourself when you get into tough times. Make a list of things that re-energize you. Put them somewhere you're going to see them. I hang things on my refrigerator still. You're more resilient when you take time for yourself and refresh yourself. I'm going to go to treating yourself kindly because that is something that all of the points that I've talked about so far really hit on. We're all going to hit rough patches and it is normal to feel down. But instead of using that negative self-talk and emotionally beating yourself up, stop for a second and think, would you ever say those words to your friend? But normalize it by saying to yourself, it's okay. Everybody has setbacks and disappointments. I may say, what's your superpower? But notice I didn't say you were superhuman, right? I would say, along with that, you know what? There are going to be setbacks in life. We're human beings. And if you expect setbacks, even though that doesn't seem quite right, because we all want to expect that things go smoothly and perfectly, your body changes. And you need to make exercise and nutrition the routine. But it might not be as effective. And it can make you feel like a failure. But if you see change as normal, and you even expect change, even though we don't always like it, you're going to be less likely thrown off by it. And lastly, I'm going to say, you know, as an individual who has amputations, you and I have faced places and times when we needed to ask for help, whether we really felt like it or not. And living as a person who has diabetes, I need to acknowledge when I need help. We often think that we have to put on this great facade and be perfect and fine with everything okay, but then we're not paying attention to our emotions and we get overwhelmed. So what are your red flags? What do you need to know when you need to ask for help. What's a flag for you? I mean, for me, it's when I'm feeling 
irritable and defensive because that's not natural to my personality. Some people might be feeling down, they might withdraw, feel helpless or even hopeless, but those are flags that you need to look out and find help. You know what? And we all have people in our life, maybe they're friends, maybe they're family. And they're gonna be willing if you say, hey, you know what, I really need you to go and pick this up for me. I just don't have time to do it. I'm feeling, you know, overwhelmed. Be willing to ask people to do small things. You would do it for them. And make sure that you are finding groups of people that you can connect with. It's so hard when I'm talking to people about the groups that I moderate. <clears throat> I don't feel like I can call them support groups because then people take on this idea that, oh, if I go to a support group, something's wrong with me. So I call them amputee communities. Community is where friends are. Community is where we connect. Find one of those. Join one of mine, but make sure that you are connected to people who have shared experiences and are going to be there to help you know that it's normal and that you're making it through. Living with amputations and living with diabetes is doable. It isn't a death sentence, but we need to find our resources and know when, how, and who to reach out to. We need to be gentle with ourselves and allow ourselves to be completely human. After all, that's what makes us unique. That's what makes us special. And that is what makes the lives of those who love us more enriched. Cherish yourself. You're an overcomer. You can develop the resiliency to live an empowered life. I'll see you next week.